Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paso Apostle Podcast. So pleased to be able to be back here with you once again. Our wonderful listeners, whether you're listening on the podcast through free subscription, on your phone or otherwise, or on KNC Taos 93.5, thanks to always uh, Howie and everyone there for helping us spread the word about the latest in early childhood uh, education, family supports, and beyond here in Taos County. And today we have another wonderful guest, and um, I will let her introduce yourself and uh thanks so much for joining us today hi good afternoon i'm bettina sandoval the education and training division director for task pueblo thank you bettina we have um spoken over the years many times for various reasons uh, through our mutual work and i'm so happy to have you um as a guest here on the paso paso podcast uh we were at a meeting together a few weeks ago and um we decided hey maybe this would be a great idea to do now to spread the word about some of the things that are going on at taos pueblo related to your work um in the community there and beyond um so could you maybe start out by just giving us a brief um, summary, however you feel fit, regarding your role um, and kind of the department there at the Taos Pueblo? Yeah, thank you, Miles, for having me. Um, I'm excited to just kind of explain and to for others to get to know, you know, what I do or what Taos Pueblo does, you know, for our families and communities. Um, so... I oversee quite a few different things. Um, number one way that I'm connected to early childhood is through overseeing the Taos Pueblo Head Start and Early Head Start. Um, we have one through five-year-olds at our school and um, we've been, Taos Pueblo has had a Head Start for over 50 years. So um, it, it's, you know, been an ongoing thing and I'm, I went to Head Start, you know, in my community, so um, it's pretty cool to now oversee it. Um, but it's a big challenge, you know, helping families um, it is always challenging, and there's a lot of different things that go on. Um, we have to have a lot of partners to work with our community, and um, through the Early Learning Committee, you know, we, we get to learn about... Um, some of the other early childhood partners in, in the area and we work together to really solve some of our issues and concerns, you know, that parents have or that um, our program has um, with each other. Um, but the other, other portions um, that I oversee are the Red Willow Education Center where we do uh, employment training and education related services. And this could be anything from, you know, tribal scholarships to supportive services for like basic education supports or credit recovery or um, employment, um, youth interns. We have a lot of apprenticeships and um, placing interns throughout the summertime mainly. And then I also oversee the Tiwa language program where we have um, language instructors at Enos Garcia Elementary, at Taos Middle School, and hopefully this coming school year, we'll also have a class at Taos High School. So that's exciting. And we also have adult classes in the evenings once a week. That's a lot, Patina. 
It's a lot to oversee. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And it sounds very diverse. Um, and if I could uh, jump in to follow up on some of what you mentioned, um, I'd like to address that oftentimes, and sometimes accurately so, um, programs at Taos Pueblo are assumed to be only for Taos Pueblo members. Um, and that is the case, I, would, I believe, with the education program and such at Red Willow, um, whereas it's not necessarily true for Head Start. Can you kind of explain some of that for those listening? Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up. I always, um, I, I always try to get the word out that for Head Start, you know, um, enrollment is a major thing that we can be uh, penalized for. And so in the past, um, we weren't able to keep our enrollment with just our Taos Pueblo students. And um, there was a resolution put through that we can also accept non-native students. But we do have a priority list that we go by. So if there do happen to be enough Taos Pueblo students, they're the ones that will get the spot first. And then our second priority is our Native American students from, you know, other Native communities. And then, you know, we can accept um, non-Native students. And there's some other priorities in there, too, like if there's a CYFD case or if they have special needs, um, they, they kind of fall a little bit higher on that priority list. Um, but this is... This is similar through the rest of our programs too, where our Red Willow Education Center, most of the education, employment and training services that we provide are for Taos, uh, Native Americans in Taos County. So it's not only for Taos Pueblo enrolled tribal members, um, but the specific things like our tribal scholarship, which is funded by our tribal council that is only for Taos Pueblo, um, but pretty much everything else like work experience and things like that are for any Native Americans um, that reside in Taos County. Um, and then of course our language classes are only for Taos Pueblo. So yeah, it varies. <laughs> and you know, maybe we'll provide some contact information uh, if that's okay for you at the end of this so that people can reach out if they did have questions. I'm doing my best to continually through these interviews, uh, not only share uh, what resources are available in our community and what sort of topics or policy or laws are changing, but also more so um, just uh, similar to this discussion right here, we're talking about the way in which some of the um, programs that you oversee at Taos Pueblo through the education department can serve residents of Taos County who may also be non-native. When it comes to early childhood, which this podcast focuses on, which for those listening is largely prenatal to, let's say, three or five years old, what is the process for someone who may be a new parent and listening to this to learn, hey, how can I learn about whether there's a place for my child or I can get on a waiting list or, or whatever that looks like? Yeah, um, we switched over from doing paper applications to um, doing intakes. So all that parents would need to do is call the school um, or, you know, email us or stop by and we would schedule an intake with them and we would tell them to bring um, certain documents. We need to verify income and, you know, all those kinds of things. So um, they would bring documents with them. We would do an intake 
and then we would get the rest of the documents that are needed and we would also let them know how our spots look, you know, if we're putting them on the wait list or if we have an open position um, or not, you know, an open slot, then <laughs> the student could probably start very soon. So it, it's pretty, um, it's really just a conversation that we would have. The Head Start phone number is 575-758-5819. Okay. Could you say that one more time? The phone number is 575-758-5819. Cool. Thank you so much. Well, that's wonderful news. And uh, another reason we wanted to talk is because not only do you oversee the Head Start program, which does serve so many young people in our community and their families, but you're also opening up two new classrooms um, that are for early childhood and not necessarily Head Start related, as I understand it. Can you clarify that for us and kind of share what that news looks like? Yeah, so um, at the Red Willow Education Center, we provide, you know, the training and related services. And so part of that is um, where we get our child care funding and it can support our training needs. So, um, we are adding an addition onto our Red Willow Education Center where we're going to have two new child care classrooms. And for child care specifically, just to be clear, um, it is required that you're an enrolled tribal member um, for child care. So because this is separate from Head Start, um, that is going to be a, a requirement. Um, but yeah, so we're going to add two small, you know, classrooms to to the building, and it's going to mainly be for um, training or you know classes or meetings. You know, um, parents who have those those needs, um, they can bring their children to these childcare classrooms, and will be open to um, you know drop-in services or whenever there's things going on, we can provide childcare. Um, when it's needed for those parents. And hopefully, you know, the, the idea is to be open a little more regularly. Um, it is going to be a slow process in being open, you know, all, all day. Um, it might just be for specific trainings or events that are happening where we'll have childcare um, until we can get, you know, the staff capacity where it needs to be. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And something that um, I'm sure we all hope would expand to be uh, this, you know, similar ideas elsewhere in the county for all all folks, but in all, all settings. I mean, there's never enough child care opportunities and early childhood education opportunities for families um, in this state, in this nation, probably that are affordable and helpful and positive experiences for our little kids who we entrust in the care of others. Um, so that's wonderful that you're doing that for your community. And thanks so much for sharing that with us. Um, just in our last few minutes, I'm not sure if there's anything else that comes to mind regarding your role um, or new updates regarding activity at Taos Pueblo. Uh, I do want to tip my hat, uh, as, as they say, to, to you and the early learning committee there. And um, just the amount of collaboration and new ideas that seem to be consistently implemented is, is a wonderful thing to, to witness. And um, yeah, I just wanted to open up this last few minutes to anything else that comes to mind. Um, I guess just same to you. I want to... I wanna 
tip my hat to our community and and to everyone who's been part of you know the the past I guess almost four years that I've been the director um, everyone has been very willing to collaborate and you know um, join forces I guess on some of these needs and that's the whole point of ELC too and um, I'm very proud of where we've gotten so far um, you know creating a playground on Taos Pueblo and um, you know all the other things that are going on it's it's there's a lot and we're very excited and um, I think there's just so much more to look forward to I mean the next five years is is going to look very different um, and that's that's a great thing so I'm just excited that um, the community you know will be the ones benefiting from all this work that we're doing it's for them and and we're very passionate about it. So, yeah, that, I guess that's it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again, Bettina. And as we mentioned earlier, um, uh, just lasting uh, or ending off here with some information regarding how the community can reach out to you. Um, if they had any questions about things they might have heard on this broadcast, would you be willing to share either a phone number or an email address or whatever you're comfortable with um, so that uh, someone could reach out? Yeah, um, you can reach out to me for pretty much any of these, any of these programs that I mentioned, services that I mentioned. Um, we have a general uh, website, which is uh, com, and that has all of the programs there. Um, it also has contact information, but um, my email is education at taospuebloeducation.com. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks again, Bettina, and uh, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Sounds great. Paso, 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 paso. Podcast.